the Sydney Cricket Ground. What a shot under pressure. This is where gold, the best kind of gold. What a legend. What a champion. I've forgotten how to do this. I've forgotten how to do it, Mace. G'day. I'm me, you're you, he's Mace. Welcome to Maybe Daily. How are you, Mastodon? Yeah, pretty good, buddy. Pretty good. Good to be back. Mate, talk about being back. It is like a lost appendage. Phantom limb. I don't know what's going on. Putting the maybe in Maybe Daily, my friend. Well, we are back, despite everyone's wishes. We're back. We're uh, sponsored, as always, by oh. mintsports.com.au. They're actually up to a lot of good oh. at the moment, mintsports.com.au. And we're also sponsored this week by Andrew Lloyd Webber's new musical, Boo! An AFL Crowds Tale. So head on over wow. to the Anathema, I guess, for all of your Andrew Lloyd Webber new musical, Boo! Needs. Let us pray, Mace. Please. Let us pray. Let us pray that we uh, remember how to talk shit for an hour. Cheers. Let us pray. It's gone off the rails early. Let us pray that ESPN change up their internal advertising. Oh, my God. Jesus. Sick of those ads. Let us pray that female tennis players get the size of cake that they deserve. In the name of? Mov. Boomer Harvey. Harvey. Cam Cam Smith. Liz, Liz Ellis. Ellis and Tony Ronaldson. Ronaldson, one of the biggest boots in the game. Not talking about his yeah. feet. One of the biggest. No, he's got asses. a bit in the back door. How many games of NBL Doesn't do you reckon he? Tony Ronaldson played? Jeez, he was around for a long, long time. Four hundred something. Higher. Five hundred something. Higher. Yeah, give me six hundred something, please. Uh, you can have it. 665, 665 NBL games for Tony Ronaldson. 665. Fair routine. Jesus. You wasn't even that good. Ah, he's pretty good. <laughs> he was pretty good, the bear. He was good. Yeah, he was good. He's a real villain. Knows Great what he's villain. I'll tell you what, mate. We normally say a week's a long time in sport. Well, it's an eternity. But uh, it's been about a fortnight or more, and I- mm. I'm a bit frazzled. I don't know where to start. How's your life been, mate? <laughs> I had a dream last night, Sonny. Oh, wow. Stop the presses. <laughs> I've got, like, <laughs> got two rules when it comes to people's dreams. Am I in it? Is it sexual? <laughs> if it's not one of those is yes, then I don't give a rat's ass, mate. Oh, I've got had a dream last night. You wouldn't believe it. Yeah, I would. It's your subconscious. I don't give a flying fuck. But uh, well, preferably both, well, sexual <laughs> and me in it. Am I in it, Mace? Well, how you been, mate? How you been? No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> Am I in it? No, you're definitely not in it. You're definitely not in it. Is it sexual? Um, I did wake up with a shock boner. So, yes, it can, there's a <laughs> okay, part of it that right. was... that was. Right. Well, when you were doing yeah. the Tony Ronson games where I was doing the 450, 550, 650... Sure. Yeah. The dream was me at the Price is Right. And oh, I yeah. got called out. 
Mason wow. Tremaine, did you, you do the run? Did you do the run down? I did the, the run, did the run, did the hands, hands. John Deeks called you Deeksy, what's Deeksy doing these days? Is he at a shopping centre or something? No, he's doing the JB Hi-Fi ads. He's a big voiceover merchant. Oh, he's too. But he was, um, he was there, not sexually, but he was there calling me down. That's a shame. How'd you go? Did you get to the showcase? How'd you go? I got to. The, I was on show. I, I zipped from me coming down to me being in the showcase. But it wasn't the classic showcase. It was the Yodler game. Remember the yeah, Yodler game? Was. Oh man, yeah, that's <laughs> That and putting, having to putt for a car. Oh, the, the putt. Oh, the that putt was, was unbelievable. Mid. I'm convinced they had magnets in the hole repelling it. <laughs> convinced of it. Larry's like, hey, good luck. <laughs> I um I as I woke up just before it it was a lot of shouting you know when they're shouting at the person sure. just a lot of people wash her in the dryer wash her in the dryer what? <laughs> and then the yodler went yeah. and for it just never stopped it kept Eternity. yodeling Purgatory for ages yodel. and it never hit the end Ugh. and I woke up absolutely rattled I heard you woke up on a jet ski in a new car <laughs> you'd won the showcase <laughs> yeah that was the key that one. That was the best one. And I, I just think that game caused a lot of anxiety because as it gets to the top, yeah. ah, 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 and then it just makes that fall. It was just, oh. One of the great shows. Yeah, our mate Sammy P, friend of the Ross pod, is, is sister, I believe, went on it and did the classic, like, you know... Mm. I don't think she did the classic asshole manoeuvre, the stitch up, where you go $1 above, because it's closest without going over. Price is right rules. We all know it. So someone at the very start yeah. goes, oh, I think it's 70 bucks." The next person goes, I think it's 90 And then the third person goes, I think it's 91 And they just cut the others out of it. Oh, I love that. She, I don't think she did that, jerk. but I think she had the classic showcase where she had like six out of seven correct, but one was mm. way off. So it's like, oh my God, I can't believe the pair of socks costs more than the villa in France. <laughs> Like, no, mate. Don't listen to the crowd. Hey, <laughs> quick musing. Yeah. Thinking thoughts in my mind. Wanna see if I go blind. Another musing from your man Mace. Out of space, wearing lace. In a chase with Christopher Scase. Oh my God. Here we go again. Here we go again. Musing. 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 Another musing. Musing. What you got? Musing. Brain stop. Musing. Feeling hot. Musing. I'm not thinking much. Musing. Yeah. What is a yodeler? What are they doing? What do yodelers do? What are they doing? They yodel, mate. What do you mean? Yeah, but what, what's the use of a yodel? What are they What are they trying to attract? Are they trying to sh- get sheep with the yodel? So you think it has to be attracting something. Yeah. Well, I guess... Okay, so, so a yodeler starts, right? Let's just workshop this. A yodeler is yeah. possibly what Scandinavian or up in the Alps. So you're on a high ridge. So 100%. it's all about the echo. So yep. back in the day, you would have had drum circles to communicate between <laughs> tribes. Perhaps it's like a cross-tribe <laughs> communication for the Nordic nations. <laughs> I don't know is the answer. Ken's yodeling. Ken's yodeling. He must be close. Yeah. The family must be close for the weekend holiday. Ken's coming soon, guys. So, so you don't think it's just purely for like entertainment, like people just yodel? You think it's got to have a, an attractive? Do you think it's name? like whistling? 
like you think it's whistling going up the mountain, like, oh, I'm having a lovely day. This is my bipolarity and insecurities coming out of my easily frustrated nature, but <laughs> I cannot stand. So I've got slight misophonia, right? Which is basically like. Uh, is that miso soup? Scared of miso soup? If someone's slurping it, yes. So it's basically any <laughs> weird mastication noises or like scraping cutlery, squeakiness, like noises that are out of my control oh. that are every day really send me haywire. To the point where I have to walk away from oh. them. So it's really... If I'm eating dinner with someone really? who slaps their mouth around, I just have to leave. Like, it's fucked. And... Was the guy the glory holder chewing on some twisties or something? <laughs> yeah, he was chewing on a twisty. <laughs> no. <laughs> what I was getting at is that whistling is like an international sign of, like, you know, unwritten happiness and joy. Like, hey, frivolity, I'm whistling. I'm someone whistles near me. I, I want to slit their throat. <laughs> I absolutely cannot stand, and it all it, like, and it's totally on me. I get that. Like, no one will agree with me here. Yeah, but it's like someone slopping their food around, someone slamming drawers, someone scraping cutlery on a bowl, whatever it is. It's the same for whistling for me. I cannot stand people whistling around me because I don't have control over the noise. Really, I think that's what it is. Are you getting it to an aggressive state when you hear it? Uh, Are you like nearly at the point where you're going to say, mate, I need you to shut no, up? No, I do say that to people I know and then they're like, okay, asshole. But I internalise <laughs> it to the point of like an anxiety ball where, you know, I'll just take it out on my referee at indoor football or something later. Like I don't actually do it in the, yeah, in the moment. Yeah, perfect. But yeah, perfect. can't do whistling. Anyway, how you been, mate? <laughs> The weird thing is, if you and I saw each other every day or spoke every day, yeah. we would have yeah. a story every day. We'd have something to talk about. I haven't sure. spoken to you for, what, two and a half weeks? I've got nothing. I've got absolutely <laughs> nothing. And the same stuff goes on in your life. It's just that it's like when you haven't seen someone for years, like, what have you been up to? Oh, yeah, you got a kid, got a job. Like, it's the big stuff. But if you see them every day, yeah. you're like, you wouldn't believe this prick on the train. You tried to stalk someone. Yes, like, I stalked it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's always a story. So I don't have anything. The only thing I really have to relay and talk about to you is when you came right on day eight of 15 of my solo dadding, you came to mm. town to play a gig with your band Pleasure mm. Chest. Shout out to Pleasure Chest. Oh, yeah. And yeah, it was yeah. one of the great nights, to be honest with you, because, okay, so I love nothing more than someone giving 100%, right? Anyone... Yeah. Who's just giving 100%. Like the whole old adage and cliche that like to be cool is this James Dean like, I don't give a fuck. I'm going to lean here with a leather jacket. Like you're not cool, mate. You're not. Someone who's cool is someone who follows their passions and tries. Trying is cool. There, I said it. So when it's your mate. Thank you. And it's a hobby or a pastime and it's their passion and they're giving 100% and it's successful. Like everyone was loving it. I felt like I was on stage. Yeah. I was absolutely fizzing in my jocks. And I don't wow. wear jocks. So wow. it was unreal. <laughs> I did like a couple of things actually that night. Your folks were there and yeah. nothing more rock and roll than dedicating every tune to your mum. <laughs> you weren't even dedicating tunes in the air. You were just talking. Hey, mum. Yeah, love you, mum. Okay, mate. We get it. Yep. Fell out of her body. We get, get it. Get her a drink. Someone get her a drink. I also like, there was also a highlight where you said, yeah, we've come here from Sydney. And a few blokes are like, hey, he's up and booed. And then to, to get the crowd back in between tunes, you would just oh, randomly yeah. drop the postcodes of Melbourne. Yeah, 3057. <laughs> 3061. Yeah, right. Oakley South. <laughs> Fucking right, mate. This is real. We get it, mate. Yeah. You're from Melbourne. <laughs> 
I did think of that one weeks ago. The uh, we're pleasure chest from Sydney and wait a bit, and then I said, "But I'm from fucking Melbourne." Oh, I just tee that up yeah. perfectly. Love you, mum. Love you, mum. <laughs> <laughs> I think the first words were when we got on stage. Where's mum? Yeah, that's the first thing I said. Where's real <laughs> rock and roll vibes? Real Keith Richards. Where's mum? <laughs> yeah, all right, mate. <laughs> Ma, the meatloaf. Fuck! Nah, it was good. It was a good bit of respite, actually, because I managed to survive the 15 days oh, of solo great. dadding, and um, I needed it, it. I should have brought her along, actually, because she was in the peak of... That was over a four-day period of my two-year-old daughter insisting on wearing a shower cap 24-7. <laughs> the apple doesn't fall 24 24-7. We're on the tram, both wearing shower caps. <laughs> she was walking around, dead set, looking like... She looked like the first character shot in a drive-by in like a Boys in the Hood remake. Like she was just like wearing these like robes and these shower caps and she's just rocking out on the... And her eyes were sore. She had something in her eyes. So she's wearing sunglasses all day. We rock up to daycare and she's got a shower cap and sunnies on. And I've had it for a week and they're just looking at me like, all right, child services are coming. Day three of Meredith Styles. One of the great looks. And it's like, you know what it's like sleeping in the same bed as a nearly three-year-old, it is like sleeping in the same bed as your missus on day three of a festival. You don't know what you're going to get when that tent <laughs> zips open. It's like a deep and meaningful oh, yeah. conversation and then she cuts you off and goes, look at my fingers, and does something weird. And you're like, oh, you're minced. Like, this is funny as, but like, we're in the middle of something there. It's full on. And the house is gone. The house is like some evil blind bastard set Claymore mines across a crash. You know, it's no good. Then they lobbed grenades into a kindergarten. If three-year-olds were in platoon, that's what my house looked like. It was cooked. <laughs> so I do appreciate your gig. How did you feel doing the gig? I felt great. The, to me, the whole day with the nervy thing was making sure I caught up with everyone in that one night. Yeah, right. I found that stressful. The, the show was what I wanted. I wasn't going to leave mm. anything in the tank. I didn't want to wake up regretting anything. Didn't have any petrol tickets left over. Yeah, no petrol tickets, mate. Couldn't find them. What are they? We'll go. We've already. What done. about your mum's pump-up speech beforehand at the pub? Oh yeah, one of the great pump-up speeches. Yeah, she just was sitting at the pub and she just sort of lent in, thinking that she's going to say, "Now, yeah, good luck, have a good time up there." She said, "Hey, do you want me to hold your wallet while you play tonight?" Wow. <laughs> and you know what happened? You gave her your wallet. Gave her my wallet, gave her my phone, <laughs> gave her my keys, gave her my AirPods. All of them. And said, Mum, you need to hold these. And she said, Thank What a you. weird, like, I oh, know, where's the head at? I'll be your valuables box for the night if you want. What did she think was going to happen? It was like someone going to, like, you're going to crowd surf and get pickpocketed. <laughs> fucking weird move, Rhonda. Love your work, though, Rhonda. Mum's a weird man. Love your work. Love your work. Pan, baby.
I don't know how we're going to do this. So let's just try our best to fly through as many sporting things as possible. Yeah, let's do it, buddy. Yeah, let's, let's get stuck it. in. Yeah, yeah. All right, the major sporting headlines are coming and we're going to gloss over all of them. But, mate, I've got to go straight into your backyard because when we left you last, you were two games away, I think one game away from making finals. Did you make finals in the City Barada? We made finals. We beat in the semi semis. We won by 25 points. We were what? on. Best game of the year. Against who? Washington Generals. So it's one. <laughs> Newtown Ballers. Mm. And they were pretty good, but we were just Clearly not. defensively. A rock. They could not score. We could score. We just ended up flogging them and coming into the granny with heaps of confidence. Who'd you play in the granny? We played South Sydney Spartans. Hate that mob. Now, Other side team, of the tracks, silver spoon in their mouth. <laughs> yeah. They were saying to us all year, we're going to take your title. We're going to take your title. No what, shit. What, they actually taunted you? Saying it all the time to us. Fuck. Yeah, taunting us all year, saying we're going to win it. They lost one game all year. I kind of respect it. Yeah, it was kind of good. I liked it. It gave us some fuel. They poked the bear. All of us, literally before the game started, the granny said, we owe these fuckers. Oof. We owe them. What, like Rego? <laughs> yeah. Oh, shit, we owe them. Nah, they spotted our Rego. They're really good blokes. <laughs> it was testy. Three techs. Oof. A lot of chat. Yeah, we don't get along with these teams. So what it's... happened? Did you win? We won by 10. Yes! In the end. Locked them down. And the classic, the classic sore losers did the the player I was on. He's the biggest diva ever. Was he dickless? He, he massively dickless. Couldn't see it. <laughs> Whacked it a few times. It's like a Kendall. I just went up to him. He, I turned around to shake his hand. He's already sitting down. Oh, not shaking anyone's hand. Awesome. So I walked over and went, I'll come over to you, mate. I'll come over to you and <laughs> shake your hand. Oh, so you're a good winner. I'll come Cheers. over to you. <laughs> And then when they were named after the game because of their antics during the game, the Maddox Street Pussy Boys. They're not the South Sydney Spartans. They're the Maddox Street Pussy Boys where we play. Wow. MSPB. MSPB. So are we talking dynasty? You're hanging up the Spurs? Like, that's two in a row. It's back-to-back. You're going three-peat? It's two in a row. I want six. (laughs) Okay. Cool half dozen. Pretty easy. Unreal, congrats. They were sour, the pussy boys. How was uh, Mad Monday? Eat my shorts. Eat my shorts never really took off, did it, as a Bart (laughs) call? Cowabunga, don't have a cow man. Like some of these things might have, but eat my shorts just never really grabbed the public zeitgeist. How do you eat them? What are you doing? Like you can't eat them. Not with that attitude. Eat my shorts. All right, I'll eat. Eat your shorts. Yeah, eat my shorts. Butt man. Butt man. Butt man. Let's get into some football, mate. And I don't know where to start. Champions League final has been settled. The blue half of Manchester will oh. take on the blue half of Milan when City and Inter vie for the title of European champions. Ange mm. wins the Scottish Premier League. Big Ange. Oh, did he? What? Poster Clagler. What a man. Mummy, put the haggis on hold. We've got another poster of Ange. He's done it again. He's got another trophy for the mightiest Celtic FC. Ange's poster Clagler. Where to next for him? The world's his oyster. And he is horny. The EPL, Man City are champions. <laughs> They're only two wins away from an elusive treble. Man City yet again just running home as 
Arteta's art of the choke, Artie choke, went down. Lampard <laughs> will take Chelsea all the way to 12th on the ladder. The big signing in the last couple of weeks was Big Sam at Leeds. What do you think of I Big Sam it. being back in the fold? I love it. Do you reckon he's, while he's waiting to get a coaching gig, he's like a barista gets fired and they bring in Big Sam? Like he's just constantly doing odd jobs? Like, But like just to save a bit, uh, an ailing business? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nah, all he's doing is sitting at home, refreshing the EPL ladder, working out where he's got to move to. And drinking like flagons of Drambuie. Has he? How many teams has he saved? I don't get it. It's a like, great why question. Is he the, well, the funniest thing about why this one, is he, that he, man. So he's yeah. the saviour, Big Sam. He comes in at Leeds to manage them. At his uh, time of appointment, mathematically, he could have kept them up without a single point if re- if results right. went the other way because they were actually outside the relegation zone. Fair gig. Hey mate, we're going to give you a few mil. We just need you to <laughs> not do anything. It's unbelievable. How's the bonts on him? That's one of the biggest heads oh. I have ever seen. Mate, one of the biggest heads ever. Is it the Fantastic Four? <laughs> the thing? Like, he's just got this granite bonts. He would not be a sensitive lover, Big Sam. Not a good time to lose one's head. Oh, indeed. That's not the way to get ahead in life. No. It's a shame he wasn't more headstrong. Mm. It'll never be the head of a major corporation. Okay, that'll do. Okay. Hey, I'm looking forward, as much as the title's been run and won, I'm looking forward to the last day of Premier League coverage where they just go around the oh grounds. Oh, my God. And some poor bastard oh stationed God, out at, like, <laughs> Brentford versus, you know, Chelsea and there's nothing to play for. And they're just trying to pump it <laughs> up. Nothing. Oh, it's end to end here. It's nil all. It's like, all right, mate. <laughs> no one gives a rat. <laughs> no one cares. Yeah, you're all. Lampard's going to lose. Closer to home and the A-League final is set. Another city. Melbourne will take on Arnie's old charges, the Central Coast Mariners. Their first appearance in the big dance for a decade. To a bit of Matildas and Socceroos. Watch. Yeah. The Asian Cup draw has been made for the Socceroos. And we're finally in the group of life. It'll be next January, which is going to be a blockbuster summer because you can go from test cricket over to the Socceroos oh, of an evening. How mint is that? Stop it. We've got traditional rivals, yeah. India. Ooh, shaking in me wellies there. <laughs> then we've got Syria, quite explosive, and then Uzbekistan. It's a bit of a banana Uzbekistan. peel. Uzbekistan. I am worried because I prefer a little group of death to get me fizzing. I don't know about this easy beat yeah. stuff. But anyway, we'll see yeah, how we go. I know. We like our backs against the wall. Matilda's watch and wrap Sam Kerr in some cotton wool or bubble wrap oh or God. a mixture of both because she has just taken out the FA's Player of the Year award. Her heroics continued, scoring in Chelsea's FA Cup victory about a week ago. Oh, mate, she's forget about Australians. She's an inspiration for all young girls. Freak. Oh, boys. Oh, boys. Oh, boys. Oh, Jesus, mate. Sure. Sorry, mate. Don't want to get us cancelled. <laughs> So, yeah, it's creeping up on us. Let's just hope she stays fit and healthy and safe and then we'll be able to get straight into the Matildas in about a month and a half's time. Ah, uh, Penn. Ah, uh, Penn. Hey, Forbes released the richest athletes of last year. Top 10. Oh. They're doing the top 50 in about a week or so. Top 10. Do you want to have a crack at any names that you think would be on crack. the top 10? Who do you reckon will no, be there? Floyd Mayweather would be in there. You know what? Slight caveat, Floyd's not because you have to be Ooh. active. You have to be getting money oh, from your sport. Okay. It's about earnings. 
whatever an active athlete is earning. Yeah. Cristiano Ronaldo with the oil money would be on there, I reckon. Ronaldo's at number one. Ronaldo's at number one with 136 yes. million US. Wow. 46 of which wow. through salary, 90 million in endorsements alone. So if he rolled his ankle, he still would have got 90 mil. No biggie. LeBron there? LeBron. LeBron slipped down to number four. He just got pipped Oof. by Kylian Mbappe. Mbappe got 120 mil. The 24-year-old had 120 mil. Cheers. 100 mil of wow. which was actually his salary. And LeBron was 0.5 mil below him at 119.5, with 75 of that coming in endorsements. So he'll be right if he rolls his ankle as well. Wow. Was Benzema two? No, two was Messi, Lionel Messi. So it's football, football, yeah, football, thought, basketball. Yeah, then there's Canelo Alvarez, the Mexican boxer, who managed to get $100 million for about, so he's up there as well. Then it comes to the live Jeez. golf. We've got Dusty Johnson and Phil Fickle Mickelson at 107, 106 Surely Casper Rude's in there. Casper Rude, dude, must have just missed it because he's unfortunately not made it. The only tennis player in there is at number nine, <laughs> and it's Roger Federer. Oh, uh, Rog. Now, I know people out there might be thinking, but I don't remember Roger playing much this year. Roger Federer last year earned $95.1 million and 95 of them were through sponsorship. 100,000 was his tournament appearance. <laughs> so, still active, technically. Yeah, no, I so reckon most of it's active. Yeah, and then rounding geez. it out at number 8 and number 10, respectively, we've got Steph Curry at 100 Point four and Kevin Durant like at it. 89.1. So there you go. Wow. Cam Smith will be the highest paid Aussie. 1992, Mace, is the only year that a female has made the top 10. 1992. 92. Was that 1992? Was I'll give you that a clue. Monica Sellis? Yeah. Yeah, was it? That saves me making a stab <laughs> reference. Good effort. I was about to say that knife must be worth a bit. Always worry. Always, she took that stab really well, didn't Way she? Way too well. Like always, a tough competitor. Way too it's well. Like, oh yeah. So who's that? Oh no, my stalker just stabbed me mid-match, but I'll be right. <laughs> what? <laughs> I was worried when like green ooze started coming out instead of blood, and like Arnie and his team came to the jungle <laughs> to get her. She was a fucking predator. Monica Sells. What a, the Oracle. Nineteen ninety-two. She's the only female to ever make the top ten. She earned eight mil that year. So things have changed. These things have changed. I felt a sharp pain in my back, and I looked back, and, and I saw a person, you know, having his hand and a knife, and then, oh my, this guy put a knife in my back. To rugby, and the Queensland Reds secure a rare victory. Hey, hey, hey. Yeah? When we talk about rugby, what do we do? Oh, 10 seconds. On your eels. On your the great. On your Shit, I've got to do an eelsy story. Uh, <laughs> mm. All right, no eelsy story, but he went to my school, and when you go to the Hall of Fame in my school, right? So in the gym, there's like these, like there's a Hall of Fame of ex, you know, students, and the ex students walls lined up, and you've got <laughs> ex convicts. Yeah, ex convicts. You got <laughs> it's just mug shots. Yeah, okay. Good to see Mun made the list. So you got. You've got John Eels, and yep. you know John Eels is sandwiched yep. between, no word of a lie. On one side of John Eels is Matthew oh. Hayden, fair enough. Oh, Arguably the greatest God. opener Australia's ever had. And on the other side is a bloke oh, called oh, Ray oh. Marr, a.k.a. Home and Away's Alf Stewart. <laughs> Stone the Flaming Crows, Eelsy. 
dead set. <laughs> what a Hall of Fame that is. It's fucking great. Isn't it? Stone that crows. I mean, you couldn't read instructions if they were written a mile high in flame and whiskey bottles, and that's saying something. All the low mongrel acts that would have to just about take the cake. You don't know me from a cash order and you're about to tell the whole flaming world that I'm a narrow-minded redneck. You are. Now you listen to me, you little piece of carpet fluff. You couldn't lie straight in bed. I put up with your flaming bacon and eggs. I put up with your flaming vacuum cleaner. I will not have you treating me like a child. Is that clear? Now get out! Eelsie's old Queensland Reds secure a victory across the Dutch. According to their co-captain Tate McDermott, the Reds defended, quote, like a pack of dogs, just to get the good guys their first win on Kiwi soil in over 10 years. Wow, that's incredible. Hey, you know what? That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. It was 2013 they got that win. If I were to say their first win since 2013, for some reason in my head, I'm like, oh yeah, that's a while ago. But if I say over 10 years, it just seems so much longer. Is that just me? It really does. It really does. The 2000s, they haven't... No, they haven't registered in my mind a bit. Same. 2000s to me is still not long ago. Yeah, yeah, 100%. If someone said something happened over a quarter of a century ago, that seems insanely that long ago. Oh, But then if you said yeah. that that same thing happened in 1998, which is a quarter of a century ago, it just doesn't feel as long to me. Like, I remember 1998. I was a precocious teen. Quarter of a century, I can't, I can't fathom that. It's just a bit strange. No, Not much of amusing, crazy, but anyway. <laughs> okay, here's amusing then. Do people still say turn of the century when referring to 1900? So you hear like historians and things go, at the turn of the century, you know. Yeah. We're nearly a quarter of the way into this century. I think we should be talking about yeah. you know, when Kathy Freeman won at the turn of the century. Like the last century yeah. is the turn of the century. Why are we talking about it when it's 125 years ago? So, they turn, so from 1999, they're yeah. turning into the century. They're turning... Yeah. They're back on 99 into 2000. Yeah, turning. I get why we call it turning into the century. It's just they're talking about the wrong bloody century. Anyway, Ray Ma was between Maddie Hayden and Eelsie. <laughs> Music from Sunny. 
Over to the most storied of all sports, according to Mace, the marathon. And after pushing him in a custom oh. wheelchair for the full 42 kilometres, legend Kevin Sinfield picked up and carried his former oh, teammate yeah. Rob Burrow over the finishing line at the Leeds Marathon. Have you seen this story, Mace? Fucking legend. Love it. Love what it. So a man. these two former oh. Leeds Rhinos champions have been raising money and awareness for uh, motor neuron disease. Burrow became ill with the condition about three years ago. And is now completely debilitated. It's a shocking disease. But his teammate decided, Kevin Sinfield, we need to raise awareness. I'm going to run a marathon with him. He doesn't have any movement in his body whatsoever. So he pushed him the entire way, up bumps and hills and all the rest of it. And then said, nah, let's just finish together. Carried him over his shoulder, chariots of fire style, and got over the line. It was pretty full on. Brings a tear to my eye, that stuff. That is just absolutely That's what sport is. Amazing. What a superstar. Bring a bloody tear to a glass eye, that. Kevin Sinfield, champions. So you want to be a champion? To Rugby League, France pull out of hosting the World Cup, and it might be for the best, as there is a bull invading the field in France. Don't know if you saw this one, Mason. uh, Le bull. The Catalan's owner, Bernard Gauche. He, uh, he had a cracking idea pre-match. He thought he'd parade animals to emphasise the quality of beef in the area. He owns a meat <laughs> processing company in the region, so he arranged for three prize-winning bulls, as well as a few cows from the region, to perform a lap of honour during the warm-up. Is he getting the irony of this? Like, let's honour these things before we hack them up and eat them. Anyway... He's the head of the company, and so he was French. so he's so yeah. impressed with the beef in the area. He got thing. He's like, let's parade our our wares. One bull decided he'd make a run for it. Attempted to break free from its handler, <laughs> and the handler was. I shouldn't be laughing, but fuck it. Like they're gonna eat these things. It was helplessly dragged along the ground. The handler is just getting dragged while this bull runs rampant. The bull then makes a beeline for the dragons players who are playing. They're warming up near the post. It turns around and sees all the Catalans players who happen to be warming up in their red training jersey, makes a beeline for them, dragging the trainer, the, the handler the whole way. <laughs> they end up jumping into the stands. Like, the revenge and justice of it all, it's so good. Like, let's showcase oh. our beef by parading around the unsuspecting animals we will soon slaughter and devour. <laughs> what could possibly go wrong? Big crowd won't scare them. No, 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 no. they love it. They love it. Maybe they just, we don't realise they understand English. And uh, the owner of the beef processing company has brought these animals in. The fucking what? What? (laughs) Get the fucking Ken. Get the fuck out of here. We gotta go. Frank, grab Ken. We're off. Use your horns. (laughs) Just drag him. I don't care. Follow the bell. Follow the bell. Follow the bell. (laughs) I don't know. The bloke's in the red shirt. Just go. Don't give me this Ole bullshit. To the NRL, though, in a rugby league, St. George sack coach Griffin, oh, and they go on to immediately bye bye, get a win against Easts. There's a real, like, my dead cat bounce theory about always backing a team when they get a new coach. Oh, I'd love to see the stats on it because it seems like it's every week. Absolutely. And that was one of the great endings. Oh, it was full that on home, on that pop potato. George, it would have been amazing. Oh, I'd love incredible. to see a team at the start of the year go, right, we've done the maths. Every time we get a new coach, yeah. we get a win. So this year we've got 24 coaches on the roster <laughs> and their heads on the chopping block. <laughs> if you win, you're in. If you lose, you're out. Like we are just going to, uh, one a week, new coach, every week. Great tactic. You'd be undefeated. Step into my office. Why? Because you're fucking fired. One of the great psychology plays for Full a team on. is, I don't know what it is, isn't it? 
It's that fresh face, fresh yeah. voice, fresh ignites a team. It's People are humans, strange, mate. Yeah, they right. take on the anxieties of those around them, and the, there's osmosis through that. So you get a fresh approach, a fresh well, voice. A yodler. Just a yodler in the locker room. Just sounding them out with All a yodler. Right. State of Origin is this coming Wednesday. Ooh, mama, the nerves <laughs> are beginning. We'll have to tackle Web that key. next week. Webkey. <laughs> But the main news this week was Leichhardt Oval going absolutely wow. mental as the not-so-toothless Tigers destroy rudderless Cowboys, piling on a club record 66 points on the weekend. And wasn't the genius quick to defend much maligned halfback Luke Brooks? Did you see the post-match here? One of the great post-matches. <laughs> so much just so much arrogance coming from the genius. I just love that they, they've whacked on 66 points in the history of the club, never been there before in like 100 years, and he comes out railing against the bunker, going, I don't care about the scoreline, I'm not happy. Uh, the referee blew it. You know, It's like, dude, you just you got to win for starters. That's rare. I, my favourite was 72-year-old genius said, Oh, he's been getting a lot of flack on Twitter. Yeah. Like Sheens is on Twitter every day. Wouldn't have, would have a home phone still. Yeah, he's got the rotary phone out, faxing people his concerns. <laughs> the full quote is, people on Twitter giving him grief, as far as I'm concerned, can take their Twitter and shove it. <laughs> so good by the genius. The headline should have just been, old man learns about Twitter existence, still doesn't understand it. People on Twitter giving him grief, as far as I'm concerned, can take their Twitter and shove it. All right. And where are my keys? Why did I walk into this room? Who are you? Oh, God, genius. He'd still put that club lock on his steering wheel. He'd be still doing that in the car park. You don't know Leichhardt these days. Mate, that hasn't been used for a quarter of a century. Nah, it was as recent as 98. Car thieves took advantage of my good nature, so I got the club. The club gives visible, reliable, affordable protection from car thieves. The club is recommended by police from coast to coast, and it's affordable. The club, it's the kind of protection us pussycats need. That is a great window into, like, you know when you watch, like, a period piece, not period piece, I guess, but, like, something in the 90s, and it's set in the 90s or sure. whatever. It's like, oh, they don't have mobile oh. phones or no internet. Club lock. Club lock, neighborhood watch is so. Yeah. That's, remember the neighborhood watch sign? The green one with the faces. Mate, not well. That? Would avoid those neighbors. <laughs> Always the creepiest dudes ever. Yeah, I've been watching. But the club lock is the epitome. <laughs> hey, still with the Tigers, did you yeah. see that they've got a prospective buyer? Oh, did, did I you? ever? The Blue Wiggle. One of the great. Is keen on potentially buying Genius's <laughs> Tigers. It's 2023, all right. He put, he put his hat in the ring and was told that his idea of buying it was, quote, fanciful and unrealistic. But what was great is that his quotes are, all my money is now invested in the Wiggles. It'd be a fairy tale. One day we'll buy it, right? And he goes, if I had that sort of money, yeah, I'd do it. Absolutely. I did a bit of research, Mace. Majority share <laughs> yeah, of the please. Balmain West Tigers, majority share of the West Tigers yeah. is $8.5 million. The Wiggles, he has a majority share of, is valued at over $50 million. I've got news for you. You've got the money. So maybe stop <laughs> dribbling shit and wake Jeff up because you're dreaming. <laughs> Be in his wallet, that kind of money. Blue oh, yeah. Wiggle. Hot potato. Abs- Anthony. His name was Anthony. He was Bachelor of the Year one year. <laughs> he was. 
quarter of a century yeah, ago, right. turn of the century, around the turn of the Who's century. That? I remember he was. He was taking it to the um, taking a Captain Feathersword ship there, <laughs> like an Anthony. <laughs> Captain Feathersword, he loves to dance. He will show you how. Captain Feathersword, he loves to dance. I will show you now. Hey, how's I went to the Wiggles concert, and it was on Anzac Day, and they did uh, the last post. They did it at the start. No. Yeah, all in their costumes. What? Was it serious I or was it like a last God. post, last post? Ooh, we're killing last post, last post. Most of you will not survive. <laughs> Shit, Wiggles too. <laughs> what were they doing? They do a kids version what? of it. Cabaret Wiggles. That, yeah. No, it was like Captain Feathersword just had a bayonet. <laughs> doing. It was like great that they did it, but at the same time, it was weird. It was like all the all the guys dressed up as the octopus and stuff were standing there in silence. How does an octopus salute? <laughs> Gonna fucking give itself an HIA. Great music. <laughs> I wouldn't have thought so. Andrew Lloyd Webber's new musical, Boom, an AFL crowd's tale. Boom, ah, boom, ah. We don't know why we hate you. Boo, oh, boo, we follow you. We follow suit, so you get the boots. We love to boo, boo at you. What can you do? Boo at you. Heckle hate, love and fear Don't ever show that you're sincere Everybody let's burn We hate you, we don't ever know why Boo, everyone's doing it, just do it Boo, To golf. And it's oh. been a while, but Jason Day won about a week and a half ago for the first time in five years. On Mother's Day, no less. And he had his mum's name on his, on his caddy bib. She passed away Very about cool. two years ago from cancer. This was a fantastic story for him. He's such Amazing. a likeable fella, Jason yeah, Day. Unfortunately, that Cinderella story didn't carry over to the USPGA this week where lives Brooks Kepka won his fifth major in New York. Hey, I'm playing golf here. But one Cinderella story <laughs> that did transfer was young Michael Block, the block hole. Block so it. have you heard about this bloke? No, talk to me. Okay. So he is a club pro. So he rarely plays. He reckons he wouldn't hit a bucket of balls a week, but he teaches at a club in California, 225 bucks a lesson. He gets invited to play occasionally on other tour games where they say to a certain club, hey, local club, if you want to send your best player to represent your club, you can come and play. So right. 20 of these teaching pros got to play in the USPGA, 20 out of 156. Right Now, Blockhole not only played out of his skin, his playing partner was Rory McIlroy in the last round. So he was just wrapped to be doing that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, heard of him. Blockhole then secured the only hole-in-one for the entire tournament oh. and had no idea it went in until Rory McIlroy hugged him. And the oh. quotes are like, you know, he's sitting there going, oh, I thought it was on the green. I thought it was really nice of Rory just to hug me for getting the green. It's like, nah, mate, it went in. <laughs> That's in. No That's way. a slam dunk one. Back to level. <laughs> Oh, fantastic, Michael Block. 
What a star. No. No. Yes. No way. Oh, yes. <laughs> no way. Bro, did it go in? But most importantly, he managed to secure a top 15 finish. So he had to get up and down in two in the last hole to make 15th. And that's important. He, made to, he managed to do it. Now that means he's invited back to play in the major again. So it's a huge result for him. He also got a phone call afterwards whilst he was being interviewed. He answered the phone and it's from the PGA director who obviously realised, hey, we finally got a positive story here. we got to milk it. And he invited him to play next week and be on the tour. Michael. Yes. Michael Toth, the Tournament Director at Colonial. Hey, what's going on, Michael? Great week, my friend. Congratulations. Don't tell me what you're going to tell me, because if you tell me, I'm going to start crying right now, man. I am going to tell you what I'm about to tell you. We would love for you to come play in our golf tournament. We have an exemption available. There's no better person for this last exemption to go to than you. Uh, Michael, I haven't met you yet, uh, and I can't thank you enough for this opportunity. Um, I, I thank you so much, and... If you could uh, talk to my boss real quick um, and tell him that uh, <laughs> I I won't be at work next week. Is that okay, Matt? Yeah, it's fine. Okay, okay, good. I'm good. I'm good. I'll be happy to call for you. Okay, no, no, he's right here. He's right here. He's got the key in his hand, so he's good. Yeah, so we're coming. We're good. And, and, and that opportunity is ridiculous. I can't thank you enough, and uh, I look forward to uh, hopefully uh, making that exemption um, a huge value to your tournament. Wow. His life's changed, basically. It's awesome. Incredible. Up yeah. into the block hole. That's it, block hole. To baseball and the Tampa Bay Rays. Look, the form team in the MLB, they've navigated 48 arduous games to sit top of the league. 48 games. Just 114 games to go <laughs> to playoffs. Oh, what a night. Oh, what a game. Oh, my God. <laughs> Don't. For anyone who's not watching the NBA... Don't, because the ads that they are playing, ad nauseum. I think that's where the term ad nauseum comes from, yep. is actually the ESPN internal advertising. I like it. It is, that fucking ESPN ad is the most ear cancer earworm of all time. It's next generation baseball. What the fuck is next? Is that Little League, is it? The next generation. Piss off. And they've just switched up to American Gladiators. And it's like a doco on American Gladiators. I'm like, oh, that'll be mint. And after about two games, I'm like, I hope they all die of steroid abuse. I cannot stand these fuck. Mix up the ads. Make them up if you have to. What? Like just coming up next, it's uh, Fritzel's soundproofing. Whatever. I don't care. Make them up. <laughs> don't know why I went to that. That's so dumb. Oh, you know what? I do know why I went to that. I found out this week. Joseph Fritzl, it has a book coming out. What? A yeah, book? dude. He's in prison. He's got a bit of time on his hands. He's like, you know what? I reckon people would be pretty interested in my story. <laughs> I'd rather watch those baseball ads. Who is reading that? <laughs> What's it called? What's the book called? <laughs> well, in fairness, this isn't this isn't my gag, but someone did tell me that it's bound to be a bestseller, as in C E L L A R, which is good. <laughs> Maybe we can ask people for what we, what they think the Fritzel books yeah. going to be called. Because I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lie to you, Mace. Like I did spend a bit of time thinking about the title. <laughs> like instead of a hundred years of solitude, it could be sixteen years of solitude. Uh, yeah. Catch twenty two of your kids. Uh, Nineteen eighty four is the last time you'll you saw daylight. 
I don't know. 50 uh, years a slave. I mean, yeah, we can go. That's right. <laughs> King Lear, but like L E R. Wankenstein. I don't know. Wankenstein. <laughs> <laughs> You're in a real what, about, what about. All right. Nah, I've got it. I've got it. I've got it. If anyone can. If, okay. If everyone below the line contribute what is Fritzl's book called, I'm going to go with Narnia. Line about the bitch in the wardrobe. <laughs> Very good. Very fucking good. Is that. <laughs> I'm out. And I'm done. That's fucking brilliant. Thank you. Thank you very much. I'm here till Thursday. Try the veal. <laughs> to UFC now and the UFC 293 is to be held in Sydney in September. What better time to rile up testosterone fueled meatheads in the CBD than during footy finals? Oh, yeah. BYO yeah. mouthguards if you're out after dark, Sydney ciders. I'd love to go live and see blokes get the fucking shit knocked out of them. That would be pretty good, going there live. But I c- imagine oh, I the couldn't. crowd. Imagine During it. footy finals Just... in September. It's going to be a nightmare. Oh. Hey, speaking about people yeah. getting knocked out, my brother's mm. best mate at school knocked a guy out with a rubber. He threw it that hard at the back of his head. It, shat- it forced his head into the desk, shattered his glasses and knocked him out. Wow, you heard it here first. Does this guy pitch for, for the Tampa Bay Rays? What sort of a throw does a, he have on him that a rubber? He was an ice hockey player. What sort of rubber was it? Was it like a novelty like size yeah, rubber? Yeah, like one of those what is this? white ones. He's just right up close. Was it one of those ones that, you know the jewel rubbers yes. where one end is like granite because it's supposedly to oh, get rid of right. um, ink? Sandpaper. That, what a bullshit thing that is. Shocking. Rubber on ink. <laughs> Cheers. You just white out, dude, or just cross it out. Like, no one cares. He shattered his face, knocked him out fully. So hang on, back of the head. Back of the head, the force of the rubber. Is there any like Zapruder film of this? Because it sounds like there was a second rubber throw. <laughs> is that what the film Eraser is based on? So it hit him in the back of the head, back of the head smashed, smashed his, face his face down. down, and knocked him out. Smashed his glasses. That's the force this man was throwing. Holy <laughs> shit! What did he do to deserve that? <laughs> Nothing. Saddest thing about it. He probably didn't really think he was going to... Hey, mate, can I borrow your rubber? Badunk. <laughs> I can know. He's not rubbing out fucking grey lead, is he? He's rubbing out humans. Hey, we, sir. Come and get me. UFC 293. What's with the numbering? I know. By now, surely, it's, it's just UFC. It might be me, but, like, having something as the 293rd edition... It's kind of losing its shine. Yeah. Oh wow, so special. There's only 292 prior to yeah. this. Like, when's it going to stop? Yeah, like the crying game, 406. Like we don't need to see it. We get it. She's got a cock. <laughs> yeah, no, it's exactly like the crying game, 406. <laughs> I can't believe that was the first movie that came to my head. <laughs> Odd. Although, in fairness, in fairness, it would be a weird sequel, wouldn't it? We're like, okay, interesting twist. I'm surprised they can count to 293, to be honest with you, and I'm pretty glad they didn't go Roman numerals like the Super Bowl. Two plus two is four. Two plus two is four. I know all there is to know about the crying game. F1 and the Italian GP is cancelled due to weather and millionaire drivers still seem to be petulantly gossiping and muckraking each other. Shocking. They're up there, F1 drivers. Ooh, yeah. They are up there. Hey, they're making a film. Did you see Brad Pitt was on the tarmac doing a lap? Really? At the last Grand Prix because they're making a, a, an F1 film and he's out there. And Lewis Hamilton 
is an active producer on it. And hearing him talk about it is the most infuriating oh shit. He's like, yeah, I'm really getting into it. Oh. I, I'm really working on the script. It's like, oh, yeah, oh. You, you're putting all the ums and ahs in it, are you, mate? <laughs> really into the script. Him and Fritzel just got over the ink. Need a rubber to fucking rub anything out, mate? I'll throw you one. Lewis and Joe. That's what it's called. Unbelievable. <laughs> Maybe he wrote Hamilton. Who knows? <laughs> to cricket. And for the first time, BBL is going to have less games, finally, oh, from 56 down to God. 40. So the WBBL will actually have more, which is interesting. The Gabatois will host the day-night test next summer. Like that. And a bit of Publa Steve Ashes. Watch, watch, yeah. watch. Boom, boom, boom. Winter of Publa Steve's Ashes. Watch. Archer is out of the ashes for England. The fast bowler is in trouble, as is Ollie Robinson. We don't know what his fate will be, but he is in trouble. Whereas the Aussies are on fire. Marnus oh, yeah. is turned up. Yeah. Michael Nisa, get him in there. He's taking hat-tricks and turning up. Cam Green just had a coming-of-age moment in the IPL with an imperious ton. Oh, yeah. Stokes has an injury doubt. He might not be able to bowl. Mace, yeah. we don't often do this. Yeah. I'm throwing out a prediction. Yeah. Get on the good guys. I think we're going to win the Ashes in England for the first time in over 20 years. I like it. I like it. Over 20 years. In fairness, years. it was only like 2001. <laughs> Doesn't sound as long. <laughs> we're peaking. If everyone stays fit, I like to imagine a situation where we just need a draw in the last test and we just play all our all-rounders. Like yeah. Green, yeah, Marsh, yeah, Nessa, yeah. just battle all week. Just... I've been thinking about, yeah, I'm pretty confident as well, but I, during the week I was thinking of the pube setup on all the players. I think... Do you think the Marnus would have like a, sh- a sh- cross-shaped pube thing going on? Like the cross being a religious oh, he's got that eagle that he puts on the bat. <laughs> he shaves the eagle, you reckon? For sure. Shaves the eagle Shaves the eagle in. into I like Merkin. Yeah, I like it. for sure. Well, you know they always talk about that lame thing of like you're either a nerd or a Julio in the Australian team. It's like, oh, there's the cricket nerds like Michael Hussey sure. and then there's like the Julios who are the like, you know, yeah. like Mark Waugh sure. wearing sunglasses. Sure, sure, Crazy sure. characters. <laughs> Maybe it's like the pubes and the pubeless, <laughs> like the scaped and the non-scaped. Uh, Maybe we should make our Ashes 11 on that. Warner would be pubeless. I reckon Boland would have a lot of pubes down there. It'd be a real pube. Pube frenzy. Oh. Pube frenzy, wouldn't it? Absolute Jackson 5 stole. <laughs> Imagine Merv's pubes back in the day. Just Why did I say Jackson 5? They didn't even go through puberty. What the fuck? Jackson 5. <laughs> I think I was just thinking of like a soul glow style afro. I'm like, oh yeah, Jackson 5 style pubes. What? So creepy. <laughs> the name of Fritzl's book. Hey, I was thinking during the week, I thought about this during the week, I said it to someone. This would be good. I reckon the moonwalk, Michael Jackson's moonwalk, is... One of the worst names ever for anything. The moonwalk. Have you seen people footage of people walking on the moon? They bound in super slow motion, up and down, like in a forwards motion. And then you've got this slick character like going in reverse like a hot knife through butter. It's nothing yeah, like a moonwalk. So true. Wow. It's ridiculous. Like What should it be called? Like a reverse 
Reverse... Pedo. <laughs> a reverse pedo insinuates that they like adults, I guess. I don't know. Anyway, it shouldn't be called a moonwalk. <laughs> Fair tangent. <laughs> but you know, like, there's the old hack gags about, like, why is phonetic start with a P? Or, you know, why is abbreviation such a long word? Or why is lisp got an S in it? This is the worst naming I can think of. I was trying to think of worse names. I reckon COVID-19 isn't going to... Age well. I like that you said all those things, like everyone thinks about it. Never thought about it in my life. Really? Yeah. <laughs> well, you know how everyone thinks about abbreviation as a long word. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> COVID-19. No, but COVID-19, it was, no one's going to remember. 2019 was sweet. That was like the last time we could have fun. Yeah. 2020 was the Suck. killer year. COVID-19 has not aged well. <laughs> and while we're at it, it shouldn't be called a footpath. It should be called a feet path. <laughs> You don't hop on the bastard. <laughs> Brain to boxing. And have I introduced you to the Maloney twins at all, Mace? Please do. Okay. So, Jason and Andrew are identical twins. Until last weekend, they both held identical records. They're obviously Aussies. Identical records of 25 wins and two losses. Wow. Now, these two identical twin brothers are in different weight divisions. One's bantamweight, one's super flyweight. So the reason they are in different weight divisions is because they both wanted to compete for the Commonwealth Games and they didn't want to go against each other. They both want to be in it together. So Andrew drew the short straw and he starved himself for a year, his words, not mine, to drop to the super flyweight division. That is 48 kilos. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That's one of my kneecaps. It is. <laughs> 48 kilos? It's hell. like, you know when you see like an old Jenny Craig ad and they used to like carry around a couple of bags of oranges? This is the weight I lost. It's about 48 kilos. I'd love to get a visual of Jenny Craig. I'd love to see what she looked like. She was full of shit. Oh, glamour. No doubt. <laughs> I reckon those ads, they should carry bloody Andrew Maloney on their shoulders. I dropped myself a Maloney. Hi, I'm Jenny Craig of Jenny Craig Weight Loss Centers. Did you know that this chef's salad is actually more fattening than this Salisbury steak with mushroom gravy? That's because this delicious steak is one of my revolutionary new high-flavor foods. I love having my picture taken now. Jenny's program really works. Now pay for only half the weight you want to lose. If you want to lose 20 kilos, you pay for only 10. So they nearly always fight on the same card, which is really distracting because they're both cheering on their own identical brother for his dream minutes before trying to do the same so it's pretty full-on so they both went for world titles last weekend jason won and is now world champ andrew unfortunately lost his world title bid over the weekend in vegas so they've got to fly back and one of them's got a belt but it's an amazing story but i can't keep thinking like how much of a mint film this would be if they end up having a grudge and having to battle each other. Amazing. Like, if they fought each other, it would be phenomenal. But apparently their mum is completely against it, so it's not going to happen. Damn it. you have any punch-ons with your brother? How, did, how would you go in a, in a blue with your Mate, big brother? Looking, oh, I'm haunted by him. We used to have one pair of boxing gloves, mm-hmm. and I, we'd both be right-handed, and I'd always have to have the left-handed glove. So guess who got their fucking ass kicked? Put me down, and then strip me, strip me nude. It was weird. <laughs> <laughs> you may want to seek financial retribution. You got 
To basketball, oh. and the Philly 76ers are out of the playoffs, but Joel Embiid is the MVP. The NBA playoffs are reaching their climax with a very likely finals lineup of a Nikola Jokic, Denver Nuggets, and Jimmy Buckets, Miami Heat. Pretty incredible oh. story from the Heat. Wow. Lost a playing game and now going to be vying for finals. I can't, I get it. And in a what? victory for tanking, the San Antonio Spurs have won the draft lottery, and it's a big one because they'll no doubt select Victor Wembanyama, the French superstar. Touted as the next big thing. He'll be in the French outfit taking on our boomers at the World Champs come August. That squad was announced with no Baines, which is pretty understandable, and no Simmons in that squad as yet. So we wait and see. Sore back, mate. Sore back. Yeah. Funny thing about my back is it's located in my heart. (laughs) The funny thing about my back is is that it's located on my cock. To netball. Collingwood Netball Club looks set to fold. And for those keeping score, that's Collingwood Netball Club folding... Collingwood Football Club, guilty of systemic racism over years and currently top of the table and the nation's unexpected darling. <laughs> to tennis, Rafa is out of the French and looks likely to retire next year. Gee, it's been a good run. Oh. And the Madrid Open yeah. were forced to apologise after anyone with a Twitter handle seemingly called them out for blatant misogynism. Well, everyone with a Twitter handle other than genius. <laughs> On top of using adult glamour models as ball girls, good move, their treatment of women players was queried when they refused to let the women's doubles finalists talk post-match. <laughs> mm, okay. They then came under a little bit more pressure after they gave male player and tournament winner Escape from Alcaraz a gargantuan cake, whilst the women's champ Sabalenka was also handed a... Meh, Let's say teeny tiny piece of confectionery, wow. and the difference was pretty stark. Jeez. So good on you, Madrid. I didn't know Madrid was in um, North Korea. Yeah, no, they're pretty open, pretty liberal. <laughs> if you ever watch Spanish or Italian late night TV, they they certainly know how to dress a set with scantily clad ladies. Uh, have some cake. Sorry. <laughs> and finally, Gaspar Rude, dude, is still ranked fourth in the world. Rude, the dude. The NHL playoffs are heating up. Yeah. And in pursuit of the Mammoth Stanley Cup, we're just going to keep an eye out for anyone who can't create a playoff beard. One of the weirder traditions, the playoff beards, isn't it? I love it. I reckon it's like, unreal. I really love it. I love it. it too, but I always feel like, you know what's weird? When they win the Stanley Cup and they you all see their beards, mm. it's like, wow, they're all real lumberjack wild men. Mm. There's rarely anyone who can't grow one. Do you reckon it's like a prerequisite? Yeah. Ha- or are yeah. they playing on ice? Like, musing theory. theory. It's a goddamn music from Sunny. Okay, so the reason we have things like pubic hair is to keep your genitals at a certain temperature. The reason we have these these eyebrows is to stop sweat. Maybe they they just evolved really quickly and they're around ice so much that in order to keep warm, they sprout they way need more the hair. Beard, genius stuff. Oh. Genius, yeah, that's the word I was looking for. <laughs> oh my god, this story's fucking shitty. Oh my god, it's really really boring. You just have my balls. To cycling, an Aussie's Caden Groves, Grovesy and Michael Matthews take out a stage apiece in the Giro d'Italia. Grovesy's victory came on stage five, thanks partly to a stray dog, which caused a major accident (laughs) for the stage favourite. Caden also had a stack, but miraculously got back on the bike to take out top honours. Good on you, Grovesy. Grovesy. Speaking of dogs... The Westminster Dog Show has been run and won. One of the great events. 
Mate, I don't know if you're being sarcastic, but it is the best Stoner Vision oh, of all time. I love like, it. it is unbelievable. I love it so much. I love a corgi going through a tunnel. It's oh, the best. Who doesn't? Oh. And that is not a euphemism <laughs> for anyone getting litigious. It was won by a PBGB. <laughs> Any idea what that is? You're the acronym king. What do you reckon a PBGB yeah, breed is? A PBG, uh, poodle, poodle, badger, poodle, poodle, a poodle, um, poodle, bulldog, poodle, boo, bulldog, <laughs> <laughs> poodle, bulldog. <laughs> no, we'll wait, we'll wait. Yeah. Poodle, bulldog, great dane, bulldog. Great Dane, you just like that's all one word. Yeah, beauty. Poodle bulldog, Great Dane, uh-huh. and then bulldog. So they double bulldog. Oh, the double bulldog. No, unfortunately, bulldog. it's a yeah. Petite Bassett Griffins Vendines. Yeah, cheers. One of those dogs. Awesome. It's actually the first time a PBGB has taken out top honours, and that the name of this PBGB. So infuriating when you say that. PBGB. <laughs> I'm going to kill you. I want to punch phone. myself. It's like someone's <laughs> whistling in my ears and I can't control it. <laughs> Buddy Holly was the PBGB and Buddy Holly, the PBGB, pipped Pekingese rival Rum Dum. Jeez, I like Rum Dum. <laughs> How do you get into judging this shit? It is the most oh, subjective thing in the world. Uh, it's probably the best dog. Like, who's to say these people are like... These dog savants. One of them is Big Sam. I think that's one of the things he does while he's waiting for a team. Big Sam's in there. No, they brought in Big Sam to take care of Pekingese rum dump. Because <laughs> it was going to get relegated. <laughs> is that code? Yeah. It's another uh, blow to the golden retriever who has never won the comp, which is a bit weird. That's a good stat. That's taken it to the kennel right there. <laughs> that's a fair stat. It's taken it to the kennel. Wow. I would love to be a judge on one of these things. Yeah, nah, that one. Like, who's gonna who's gonna say no way? You had a shocker. It's like, yeah, it's a dog. Yeah, no, nah, you're right. Easiest judging ever. The dogs would get an interview over women's tennis. Yeah, yeah. Apparently, they gave the uh, the bitches a smaller cake afterwards. I feel like a great Twilight Zone episode would be just everything on the same on the planet is the same, but the roles of the of the Westminster Dog Show were reversed. So it's like, oh, finally, like sliders, like I'm back. Finally, I'm back home, and then they go to the Westminster Dog Show, and it's just dogs parading humans around. I've always said to you, you're one of the best stoners that's ever lived, mate, and I'm proud of it. The handler, just to put a pin in this one, the handler was hilarious afterwards, like they'd been training, and they said, can you describe the PBGB? And the trainer said, "He's he's just a PBGB through and through. Yeah, no shit, dude. He's a dog. Jeez. He's just special. He's just one of those dogs. He has the it factor type movement. He's just a PBGB through and through. I would love it one year if they went it, the best in show because they stand up and have a big trophy and a photo. I would love it if they just took a big steamer, just a big dump. Oh. So, yeah, all right. <laughs> Honestly, might as well judge that. Oh, great use of corn. That should be one of the tasks. Yeah, drop a dookie and pick it up in your, in your plastic bag. <laughs> dookie. Dookie. Never said it in never my life. Of that ever, Literally ever, never said ever. it in my life. You Not never once. said that in your life, ever. The girl in the miniskirt has bad taste because her shirt don't match. Here's a pudding stain on the back. What the fuck is that? It might be doo-doo. To AFL. Hey, and I, hey, hey, yeah. hey, I'm going to have to stop you there, mate. Please. We've got live breaking news. Talk to me. It's just come in literally right now. Yeah, Damien Hardwick has quit Richmond. 
Wow. Are you serious? Dimmer. Dimmer, the triple premiership Richmond coach Damien Hardwick has decided to quit the club. With what? 36 games remaining on his contract, it's understood Hardwick will speak publicly as early as Tuesday to confirm his decision. It is unclear precisely why Hardwick has reached the conclusion or whether he will coach one more game or not. Before we get into your thoughts on this, as a Richmond fan, I love oh. what we're going to get in the next 24 hours is a forwarded WhatsApp message from someone being like, all right, you didn't hear it from me. <laughs> but Dimmer is in the Dunnies at the Peel and five of the Saints players are around him all sucking on one of his nuts and he killed his neighbour's dog. The dog's dead. There's cocaine everywhere and that's why he's walking away. <laughs> all right, mate. No worries. So, okay. What are your immediate thoughts as a Richmond fan? Wow. I can't believe we're breaking news. And by the way, breaking Some news means so that when this comes out, this news is three days old. So, uh, Breaking news at the time of recording. Cheers means nothing to people listening to this. They know everything right now while we don't. Well, they're getting they're getting our live reaction to it. That's the only kind of thing that... And they really care what me and Unfortunately, you... Unfortunately, my live reaction is do not care. Uh, <laughs> what's yours as a <laughs> Richmond fan? Well, they reckon it's a burnout factor. But, okay. Um, I, yeah. Um, I don't know what to think, actually. I'm... Look, I love Dimmer. Three flags. How yeah. can you not love him for what he's yep. done for this club? Completely turned it around. But, you know, looking back at the last few games, maybe he saw it and just thought, nah, this is time. I wish he saw he, it. I wish they won two weeks ago season. and they just lost on Dreamtime by a point. It's a really good point. Um, you know who we need to talk to? Yeah, who? Rose from Doveton. Yes, we do. Thanks for calling SEM, the home of sport. Currently, we can't get to your call right now. So why don't you leave a message after these cool beats? Hello? Oh, fucking machine. This is Rose from Dufton. I just want to say, this dimmer stuff, it's all Gillen, Dickhead, McLaughlin's fault. Everyone thinks Polo Boy is only hanging around to make sure... Tazzy gets a team. He's not. He's knocking off coaches and their legends one at a time. First Clarko. Now, Dimmer, watch out, Stewie Jew. You're next. Your head's gone, baby. It's a disgrace and a large load of bullshit. And, oi, what about the Pataki? You know, the Pataki ham? Has Gillen got it? It wouldn't surprise me if he has. He's a dickhead. Hey, Polo Boy, go get fucked. Oh, and as always, Andy Ma is the best. Wow. Thanks for your thoughts, Rose. Don't hold back. Cheers. Don't know <laughs> what she says. Breaking news. Hey, Polo Boy's successor has been named. Andrew Dillon is set to take over. The dildo. Andrew Dildo Dillon. Big Drewy Dildo. 
this is a joke, mate. From Gillen yeah. to Dylan. Like, they're not even trying. He changed one letter. Has anyone seen Gil or Dylan in the same room together? Is this a Tyler Durden scenario? <laughs> Fucking Tito and Janet Jackson. What's my exception with the Jacksons? Anyway, he's going to rock up with like one of those Groucho Marx glasses and a fake mo. Like, yes, it's not Joey Jojo Shabadoo. It's uh, it's Dylan. Oh, Polo Boy still remains. Oh, and yet Polo Boy still remains. Crazy. One of the great resignations of all time. Hopefully Dimmer does the same and he's there for another three years. Clarko's on indefinite leave from Arden Street. God, this is going to be a massive story now that Dimmer's done the same and they've just gone coaches are burnt out. Huge. Yeah. Huge story. Did you heard it, you heard it here first. <laughs> it's going to dominate the sporting headlines for two and a half days. And this will come out and people will be like, yeah, got it. Next. <laughs> In other news that everyone already knows, the grand final time slot will remain. Dreamtime at the G. Turned into a nightmare for those whose ears aren't painted on when Michael Long was joined for a halftime sing-along by none other than Kevin, hey, I'm still relevant, guys, Sheedy. Good work at GWS. Because nothing screams indigenous round like an old white dude out of his depth on karaoke night. I reckon that's why Dimmer left. Yeah, he saw that. I need your clothes, your boots, and your motorcycle. Mate, you can take me clothes, but there's one thing you're really missing out on. It's Sunny Sports Headlines. I'll be back. Still with footy, we go to our main story this week. Very briefly, but very importantly, Craig Choco O'Malley out at the East Burwood Rams. Complete stalwart of the club and one of the great guys of all time on Mate Rushmore. Choco celebrated his 500th. That's half a thousand if you want to make it sound bigger. Or less, depending on where you're from. 500th game for the mighty Rams. And I was out there on behalf of Mint Sports. And i got to tell you, Mace, it was one of the great days. He didn't get the chocolates. Pardon the pun, but mm. it was uh, it was emotionally charged. It was a fantastic night, and it was Footy Club 101. He is the heart and soul of that club, Sonny. Oh, beyond that, it actually. So I spoke to so many people that day. Sure, it was disturbing. It was like they're in a cult of Choco. It was like he's loyal. He'd do anything for anyone. I almost wanted to slap someone and go, "Where are the skeletons? Give me something." Mm. Surely he's a drip. Surely, mm. but he's just the most likable bloke ever. Oh. Pammy the Strapper, she was there when he made his debut in the under-10s and she wow. came out with her own homemade bib that said 32, his number. I'm wearing the Rams jumper now, as you can see. Love it. 32, Choco 500 on the back. Had a chat to her while strapping the shoulder and she started crying, yeah. saying how she loved wow. him. The fans on the day gave a guard of honour. Mate, it was hilarious. Channel 9 are out there, the media. And Mint Sports doing a doco on him and mic'd him up for the day. It's going to be grouse. So he's mic'd up and we can hear him. And most people would be like, all about them. 500, how good's this, yeah. blah, blah, yeah. blah. Two things that I'll take away. Or three things I'll take away. One, when the media were there, Channel 9 want to interview him, blah, blah, blah. Someone yells out to him, Channel 9 are here, mate. And most people be like, oh, how cool is this? I'm on the news. Mint Sports had him mic'd up so I could hear him. And he said, under his breath, he's like, oh, fucking Channel 9. I haven't even warmed up. I'm not going to fucking, I'm going to pull a hammy or something. I just want to warm up with the boys. I couldn't give a rat. I just wanted to get the win, you know. It was awesome. Number two that I'll take out is that everyone left the rooms before him 
to set up a guard of honour to run through the banner, which was awesome. His kid had a stack on the way out. Billy, that was great. Shout out, friend of the pod, Billy. Good stack, recovered well. <laughs> Tears through the banner. Cheers. <laughs> but he was waiting in the room to get the go-ahead. Meanwhile, the game before was the women's game and there was a player who'd done her knee who was waiting for an ambulance. And because of the mint sports mic, we could hear what he was saying and everyone's waiting for him to come out and he's in the rooms with her asking about her knee. How's it going? You're going to be all right. Is she okay? Like just completely selfless in the moment of his life on the footy field. And then the third thing that I took away was at the end of the game, he's got a shiner and a bit of claret coming out under the eye as Mm. per. He's in the sheds. It's all pretty emotional. Everyone's, I think the relief of it probably washed over him and everyone else. And they were, everyone was disappointed not to get the win for him, but it was bigger than that. And his wife, Renee, and two kids came in and gave him a hug. And again, because of the mic, you can hear her say, I'm so proud of you, Dale. I love you. Gives him a kiss. And just in the most nonchalant Choco 500 way, he leans back and goes, puts his thumb under her eye and starts flicking it and goes, she gives him a kiss, obviously, and he flicks and goes, oh, I've got a bit of, bit of blood on you, Dale. Sorry about that. Oh, what a man. <laughs> and I just thought to myself, shit, he's done that 500 times. <laughs> I don't know, man. That sounds like a lot of work. I wish I could have his mentality because he is one of the most genuine, nice people. Always in a good mood. Yeah, like, but I, not phony. I envy that. Yeah. Not phony Scary. at all. There is no... There is no He's definitely I killed need... hookers or something. Like, There's got to be a dark to. side. Has I can't to wait to find people. it out. Has Surely. to murdered people. 500 of them. One of his mates and great friend of the pod, great friend of the pod, as a Wooloons, came out of retirement that morning because Incredible. they were short of numbers. And I went oh, in and said, oh, mate, what number did you used to wear? He goes, oh, yeah, this one, 27. I was like, awesome. They got your old jersey number. It was available. He goes, no, no, this is my old jersey. From 15 years ago. Fit into He's like it. 42. I'm like, how do you fit into this? It's depressing. It's really depressing. I was like, shit. Jesus. I've been riding on like the whole dad bod thing of like, no, oh, mate, once you hit 40, you can't control it. Or, you know, once you're a dad, I'm like, oh, turns out you can look after yourself. <laughs> Spewing. Did you ever think that maybe there's more to life than being really, really, really ridiculously good looking? The day itself was fantastic. I mean, it was just, like I said earlier about you giving 100%. Sure. When sure. you speak to people who have been around someone that you've known, so we know Choco well. Sure. But it's almost, you almost feel proud of yourself for having a mate like that. You almost oh, feel you like do. you're getting residual yeah. praise because it's like this guy, they've seen him for 40 years. I've known him for 20 but mm. I haven't seen this side of him day in, day out. They have. I went down there at training on the Thursday and there's a bloke called Spider who's as blind as a bat and he's a legend of a fella. He's been at the club every year since Choco's been there. And we gave Spider a lift home and we're at the front of his house and he leaves and we're sort of in the driveway for a bit and I look at Choco like, why aren't you driving off? And he must have clocked it and he goes, oh, I've just got to wait for the sensor light to come on. I just want to make sure he's all right, Spider, to get home. Mm. And it was just like this little weird act of kindness that I thought, oh, gee, that's pretty nice. And we start driving off and I go, how often do you do that? He goes, what? I go, how often would you drop Spider home from training? He goes, oh, every Thursday. Like every Thursday for the last 20 odd years. He's been looking at that light. It's just been like, I'll just make sure he's all right to get home. I'll drive him home. Like Just these little things that no one's ever going to 
pump up or talk about and you're like, oh, shit, you're actually a really, really, really good person and it's not just about fronting up and putting the boots on. Yeah, it was was an awesome day. It was really uplifting and it goes back to that theme of giving 100% and seeing one of your mates give 100% and be passionate about something and everyone around them finally recognising their talents and abilities and their graft and their grit and it was just fucking great. So congrats to Choco. Look forward to the next 500. Love you, Choco. Congratulations, mate. What an honour to know you. And before we head off, mate, yeah, on a similar vein, yes. shout out to Greg Iron Guts Barlow, oh, who man. this weekend is going to be followed by Mint Sports yet again. It's all happening at Mint Sports. Over to New Zealand in Auckland for the world title bid. He's going for the championship against Molten Jack, the Canadian <laughs> warhorse who's got 40-odd world records and takes this thing way too seriously. Perfect. So we're hoping for the backyard hero, the lunchbox legend of Iron Guts, to get it done. And I tell you what, I'm going to be there. I'm going over for it, and I will oh, report next week. Love it. It's going to be it. mint, Imagine mate. The corner. So you're going to be Mickey to Rocky's kind of style. Get up, you son of a bitch. It's not how many chilies you put down. It's how many times you get back up. That's right. Sunny in the corner. Hey, what have we learned? 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 Inner City Barada are the best team in the comp, and South Sydney Spartans can eat my shorts, Sonny. Eat my shorts. You heard it here first. I learnt we should start recording every week, all right? If we can, because I feel all at sea here. We've gone for just about an hour and a half, and I feel like we haven't really started. It was a shambles, (laughs) and I apologise to everyone. We'll be back as soon as we can. Loved every minute of it. Yeah, dog. All right, mate. Hey, how can people find us? Twitter, Instagram, maybe, underscore, underscore, daily. That's maybe, underscore, underscore, daily. Follow and like our shit, please. Please. All right, mate, I love you. I need you to stay mint, and I will speak to you next week. And you out there, yes, I'm talking to you, you in particular. You'll hear us in your ear holes. I love you. Stay mint, sunny, mum. Consider it done. Hey, hey, Sue, 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 Sue. Cinnamon bun, cinnamon bun, cinnamon bun. Eat that cinnamon bun. Don't put it down. Eat that cinnamon bun, cinnamon bun, cinnamon bun. Eat it. Don't put it down. Don't put it down. Cinnamon bun, cinnamon bun, cinnamon bun. Coffee scroll. Coffee scroll, coffee scroll, cinnamon bun, cinnamon bun, coffee scroll, coffee scroll, don't put it down, coffee scroll. Yeah, we're good, the levels are good. (laughs) I just walked into you saying coffee scroll, so I assume you're either doing what I'm doing and I just realised I forgot to eat all day. Is that a Marzi? Fucking seven at night. I'm like, why do I feel so jittery? Oh yeah, you haven't eaten anything in 40 hours. (laughs) Fucking hell. I'm my third old-fashioned for the evening, but I haven't eaten. No. <laughs> you got to eat the edges off the chockey.
got to eat the, all the edges off it, and then it looks like a giant turd. What's your Mars bar technique? Oh, you go the actual chocolate yeah, off. Yeah, you eat all the bits off, and then you just fucking gullet the big caramel turd <laughs> stick. <laughs> that makes no <laughs> sense. Like, why, how are you enjoying that? Well, I eat the caramel part sometimes. Like, I'll, I'll scythe it in half. Like, on the ways. top? Uh, uh, yeah. And then you've got the nougat and one bit and the caramel and the other. What's about the frozen... The frozen Mars Mate, bar. I'm think, not into I, it. I, I think I invented the McFlurry. I'm not joking. I used to. You know what I used to Fair have? Fair statement. No. <laughs> Fair no, dead statement. Set, dead set. Hey, did you know I invented the McFlurry? I, I'm thinking of getting litigious. No, because you know what I used to do? I'd get a bowl. I'd get a yeah. bed of yeah, stoner much. I'd get a bed of vanilla ice cream. And then Great I would stoner. put like cereal in it, like Fruit Loops or something. Yeah. Uh, Oh, um, a little bit of milk, mash it up, and you got yourself a Fruit Loop McFlurry bit cereal. Bit of texture. Because breakfast is the most important meal of the day. <laughs> um, all right, so who's our sponsor? Uh, have some cake. <laughs>